The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel. I'm radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and co-team physician of the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush. University Medical Center. As always, we're going to talk about a number of sports injury-related topics. We also have our website. Please visit sportsmedicineweekly.com. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Back on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Cole, we've talked about uh, well, maybe a last year, year before, a little bit dealing with your professional athletes, uh, people you do surgery on and have as patients. And Dr. Cole, of course, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, also works with the Chicago White Sox and other sports franchises. And uh, sometimes you got to play the role of psychologist, correct? Not only orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, Steve, I mean, it's interesting. These are injuries that actually happen in people. So it's not a knee injury. It's an individual or a person with a knee injury, right? So the psychology of uh, managing disability, pain is enormous. Uh, I mean, so much so that it's the subject of uh, much of the research we currently do in uh, at Midwest Orthopedics. We have a number of projects in collaboration with the Department of Psychiatry, for example, that look at preoperative risk factors for not getting better. Uh, because of the way that patients interpret their pain. There are certain conditions where patients do what we call catastrophize. They actually, the way they internalize pain creates a scenario where there's virtually nothing that I can do that will predictably resolve it. The, big, the second thing that's really important is we deal with a lot of young athletes who have never really been taken out of their sport because of uh, injury. And all of a sudden they've lost this, this uh, major activity that kept them organized, kept them busy, kept them off the streets, kept them uh, productive students, uh, kept them socially engaged, and now they're no longer participating on a team, for example. That's something they've done sometimes since they were an adolescent. So it's a big deal uh, in terms of managing someone, and it's a big part of what I do every single day, and most of us do as physicians. It's not just their surgical problem or their orthopedic problem that we send to therapy to get better. It's all the things around it that are equally important to get someone well. We've got a guest in the studio to uh, talk more about this. Don't let fear keep you out of the game. Tara Hackney is with us. She is a physical therapist uh, with Athletico. And thanks so much for uh, joining us here in studio, Tara. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So during the uh, rehabilitation process, why is it important to focus on the psychological recovery as well as just the physical? Well, I think Dr. Cole said it well. uh, When we're dealing with rehabilitation of athletes, they can be at the professional level or at the, the high school level. And this came kind of to fruition for me when I was recently treating a high school gymnast who was recovering from a knee injury and her physical recovery was going great. And I asked her to jump and she said she couldn't. And it was the fear that was kind of preventing that from happening. 
Um, so it kind of helped me uh, as a physical therapist recognize the power that that fear and those psychological aspects can have during the rehabilitation process. Um, and similar to what Dr. Cole also mentioned, many of these injured athletes uh, are unable to participate in their normal activities. And so they're taken out of their normal social, social situation. Um, they might be away from their friends and their teammates. They could be angry, scared, sad, uh, any of those emotions. And those definitely play a role, I think, in that recovery process. Can we, uh, can fear be measured, do you think? <laughs> uh, I think fear is a pretty subjective thing. So I think it's kind of difficult. It is very much uh, an individual basis. Um, so it's, it's hard to say like my fear is the yeah. same as your fear right, right, right. is the same as somebody else's. But you can yeah. measure it in a patient, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Cole, you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, I think it'd be nice if we had some objective measure to, to do these types of things. But I think, um, like I've, I've had some interesting situations, for example, I had a young girl and I knew it preoperatively, a little girl, she's only 10 years old and tore her ACL. And, um, Doing that's what, obviously sports? she was, she plays like four sports and wow. she tore playing soccer and adorable little girl. And uh, she came in limping about two weeks after ACL tear. And I, you can fix ACLs at that age. There's a way to do that and, and minimize the chance of any injury to the growth plate. Not down to zero, but pretty low. So um, at any rate, I just knew preoperatively that just the way she was walking, she was walking so gingerly. And you have to just encourage them that she had a chance of having a difficult recovery with motion loss postoperative. And sure enough, she came in the, in the office when I saw her for a four-week visit, unable to get off her crutches, walking with her knee bent, wouldn't straighten it. And I literally just had to take her crutches away from her and sit down and say, look, it is absolutely safe to do. You know, there's this fear if you have this pain feedback or something doesn't feel quite right that sure. you're going to cause injury. Yeah. So if you're not in tune with that, it's as a physician, it's a really big problem. I think it's a, it, it, it leads to the potential for some really uh, uh, suboptimal outcomes. And that's where having a sensitive therapist can make a really big difference because the therapist spend more time with the patients than we do. So you're the ones, uh, uh, Tara, who get these kids and these adults active again and get them to understand what their joints can tolerate. So I think pe people really uh, rarely think about that paradigm, but it's, it's super important. And it's, I only do a small thing when you think about it. We just set the stage, give them back what they, what they lost in a physical way. But if it doesn't proceed in advance after that, they're not going to get any benefit out of things we do with them. Tara Hackney is with us in studio working out of the uh, Glenview, Illinois, Athletico office. She is a physical therapist and uh, does such a great job. We're talking about don't, leave, don't let fear keep you out of the game. So another question I had for you, Tara, is uh, what are some of the uh, psychological strategies you use to encourage patients during rehab and before getting them ready to uh, perform, whether it's organized sports or actually a recreational activity? Uh, well, that's a great question. Um, one of the kind of first things that you can think about doing uh, either as a physical therapist or an athletic trainer or even as a parent or a coach is trying to keep that injured athlete involved with their team. Um, they can dress out, they can sit on the bench. A lot of uh, the high school athletes that I've seen end up in a kind of manager role on their team, uh, either keeping stats or helping out any way that they are able. Um, so they're, they're still getting that kind of social engagement. They're still a part of the team um, and that can help with some of those uh, feelings of being left out. Um, if they're still on their team. And then from the rehabilitation standpoint, as a physical therapist, I think kind of changing up their exercises as they're going through rehab, making it seem more, hey, this is something that's going to get you back to your sport, not just lift your leg up and down kind of thing, sure. uh, can help get a little bit more buy-in from the athlete as well if they can see how it's going to correlate to getting back to what they want to do. Because there can be a lack of motivation, I'm sure, right? Oh, there can definitely be. There's the, the lack of motivation where 
they don't want to do anything because they're angry or they're sad. And then there's the opposite side where they're so motivated that they want to kind of push the limits and do things too fast. And we kind of have to pull back the reins. What about, let me ask you a question. What about the parents? Where do they weigh into the equation for the younger kids? Um, it's, I mean, it's hard to say because some of them do want their child to get back to, to their activity. But for the most part, I would say those parents are also like my kid is, you know, 12, 13 years old. They have a long life ahead of them. We need to keep them healthy for everything that's life's going to throw at them. So, I mean, it's sometimes you have to kind of have that that sit down with parents as well. Um, but most of them are pretty, pretty on board. They want the, the athlete to be healthy, but also happy and get back to doing what they want to do. And Dr. Cole, um, how often do you um, kind of lean on on people like Tara at Athletico in, in her position as a physical therapist and and trying to get people, uh, you know, to get out of this fear, um, you know, after you do your uh, your operating work? How often do they have to lean on them? Well, do you, do you lean on, to, on um, people like Tara and the physical therapist? In, in a way, I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm saying, yeah. you know, it's it's you being a little bit of a, a psychologist, sure. but also the, the PTs, right? Yeah, I think, you know, any management of a patient has to be looked at as a team approach. Yeah. And um, we'd be fooling ourselves if we believe that, you know, it's it's all about the surgery. It's really, as I said, very you got to do it right. You have to have the proper indications. Uh, so the treatment's got to be correct, well-defined, efficiently done, and safe. But that just sets the stage for a success afterwards. So I think it requires ongoing... Um, uh, intervention from the physician because they do see the patient at some at some regular periodicity, if you will. But it's the therapist who sees them on a very frequent level, and the therapists are very good about sending us notes. And many times when there's a very challenging situation, they'll send an email or pick up the phone and say, "Listen, I need to talk about such and such." Uh, and and so it's. I think that it's probably um, a, a problem that's uh, not uh, recognized frequently enough. And I think there needs to be more effort in this regard. And frankly, I think this re- whole return to sport concept, especially in our younger patients, as well as the alienation factor when they're taken out of sports, um, needs to be talked about more. I mean, and it probably has to be talked about in our curriculum uh, in terms of how we teach our, our young physicians. And it's got to be talked about on the therapist side. And I don't know how much you guys get of it, but I can tell you we didn't get a whole lot of it. This is something you learn uh, on the job, quite frankly. And the psychological issues are going to be different at every different level. You know, from a professional on down. I mean, I could share with you, you know, hundreds of stories about very high-level athletes once you get inside their head what they're concerned about. So people just play movies in their head and process their problem all different. There's a tremendous amount of variability in this topic. Tara, good stuff. Really appreciate <laughs> you joining us here. Tara Hackney, our guest, physical therapist from Athletico, and uh, it's a big part of it, isn't it? Besides <laughs> it is. the, the PT part, I mean, you guys have to play a role as psychologist a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of a well-rounded therapist kind of thing uh, besides the physical aspect you gotta have to handhold and talk sternly when needed and do every every part of it athletico.com is their website tara thanks for joining us here on sports medicine weekly thanks steve all righty we're back with more of our show after these messages on espn radio feeling tired sluggish and overweight if you're looking to lose weight and gain energy join us in karen mulkin's 14-day transformation cleanse you're going to absolutely love this whole foods cleanse you'll feel great lose weight build lean muscle improve sleep boost metabolism and enhance athletic performance this vip done for you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing mct lean vegan protein blend fat burning mct lean mct oil snacks superfoods recipes guidelines videos and other surprises you will absolutely love this program Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K A R E N M A L K I N.com. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. 
That's not good. Or having an accident at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograph designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Steve Cashel back with you on this Saturday morning with Dr. Brian Cole. And hey, folks, did you know body fat can now help treat bone joint conditions, including injuries and osteoarthritis, the type of arthritis caused by wear and tear and tissue between joints, which affects 27 million people. There's a new device that Dr. Cole, the gentleman sitting next to me, Dr. Brian Cole, is using that uh, gently suctions, processes, uses a patient's own fat tissue to provide a potential source of stem cells and growth factors to promote healing. That's that's good stuff. Tell me about it. Well, it sounds good. And whenever you hear these stories, they're very provocative. And uh, people auto- automatically start thinking about how they can, you know, reduce the effects of aging and recreate new joints and surfaces and things like that. And and I always have to temper this discussion with the fact that uh, nothing could be further from the truth. What we typically do with all these therapies, then they fall into the category of regenerative medicine, is not necessarily regenerate or develop new tissue, but we're reducing inflammation and pain associated with some of these problems like arthritis or tendonitis, for example. So fat actually has a number of cells that are lining the blood vessels that may serve as little pharmaceutical stores, if you will, of growth factors, agents that can reduce inflammation, for example. And that can be used in a healing environment. It can be used in an inflammatory environment where there's inflammation associated with pain and swelling and so forth. There is not a tremendous amount of clinical data. There's a fair amount of basic science data in the test tube and maybe even in some early animal studies. But people really have to understand that the use of any of these things, any of these sort of stem cell, the amniotic tissue, uh, fat, um, a variety of different things that are made available because they're from the patient's own body or they're from donors uh, don't necessarily, at least in the orthopedic world, regenerate things, but can be very effective at limiting or reducing symptoms related to disease. So that's, I always have to say that sure. because, you know, patients come in and have this perception that, you know, I heard you can uh, avoid or prevent the need for knee replacement or the need for shoulder replacement, for example, or hip replacement. And in general, we're always searching for ways to reduce symptoms related to this disease to help keep, keep people out of the operating room or at the very least make them more age appropriate for what they might ultimately get. And that's an important one because if you're too young, and, have an, and undergo a joint replacement, the risk is that you will uh, uh, loosen that implant with high levels of activity once you get pain-free. So we're always searching for these ways to reduce these symptoms. So take it home. Uh, fat now is being used. We do a limited form of liposuction. It's not cosmetic. In other words, you wouldn't even know I was there. Um, you take a very small aliquot or amount of fat from the belly typically. Can I stop you? What is fat and where is it on our bodies mostly? Well, there's, there's several different types of fat. And there's fat that lives in the subcutaneous tissue just beneath the skin. And then there's visceral fat. And, and you can, you know, there's this comment where you can be a skinny fat person. In other words, you don't look like you're fat, but you actually have a fair amount of fat around your viscera, your organs, which is actually a risk factor for cardiac disease. So fat is, is all over our bodies, and, but the stores are generally subcutaneously, you know, in, in your abdomen, in your, bat, your lower back, your hips, your thighs, inner thighs, outer thighs, as well as a whole repository of fat that lives in your, around your intestines and so forth. So fat is one of you know our basic tissue types. It's uh, obviously has an oil concentration. 
uh, but it also has a very robust blood supply. And that blood supply can have potent cells that mimic possibly what stem cells do. Um, we think they behave much like stem cells, and they actually have markers of stem, of stem cells in some instances. And they can produce these growth factors to reduce inflammation and, and reduce pain. So where do you get the fat from? It doesn't matter what you're trying to repair? We don't think so. So in, some argue that a stem cell is a stem cell is a stem cell, independent where it comes from. Others feel different. But these are adult stem cells, mesenchymal stem cells, or MSCs we call them. And the reality is, as I said, they're, little, they're like little pharmaceutical stores that, pr- that produce growth factors and help reduce inflammation. Arnie Kaplan, who's a, a well-known stem cell biologist, has sort of helped us understand this even better. And we're really interested in doing research in the area. We've done a number of clinical studies. We're now doing some basic science work to prove that this is actually the case, that this is the way they work. So basically the way it works is we, har- we harvest you know, 30, 40, 50 cc's of, of, of fat. Uh, we do it to a tiny little incision in the, in the abdomen most commonly. Okay. And then we put it in a mechanical device that sort of shakes it up to get it down to a level that it's injectable. And to get to, and it, there's a system that actually washes it of all the adverse agents. like Similar you know, to the PRP? It's, it, it may function like PRP, but we think it might actually be even more potent. We don't know a certainty, wow. so we're still feeling our way. And it's certainly more invasive and a little bit more costly. So there's, you know, with every advance we have, there are theoretical limitations. And that's why the onus is on us to really prove this clinically. So that's something we're really interested in doing. I know when patients hear it, they love it. They love the concept. You know, I'm going to get rid of my fat. It's going to be life. You know, you get two for the price of one. It's not about getting rid it's, of the fat. It's not about getting rid of the fat. In fact, cosmetically, you see very little difference. But I can tell you we're really optimistic that it might help reduce the symptoms in some with arthritis. It may improve healing uh, with soft tissue repairs. But the, the jury is not out from a clinical side, but we're going to actively pursue this from investigations. And I'm reading the entire procedure from harvesting to the injection is completed in less than 30 minutes? Yeah, so it's involved. There's a procedure that uh, th- that it begins with. We have to use, um, we inject the subcutaneous tissue in the fat with uh, saline, epinephrine to control bleeding, uh, lidocaine to give pain relief. That has to sit for at least 10, 15 minutes, and that gives you hemostasis, helps break up the fat, and do a better job with the liposuction. Um, so it's technically not a very difficult procedure. I actually work with some plastic surgeons to, to, to get fast out because you don't learn this primarily as an orthopedic surgeon. So it's not exactly in our wheelhouse, but now it's largely being performed by orthopedic surgeons who treat these these types of diseases. So the device to take the fat out is called LipoGem? Yeah, the, the device itself is called LipoGem, and that's what's basically FDA approved. But the company, What's the device like? What is it? It's, it's, a, sure. uh, it's like a canister. Uh, with metal balls in it that hooks up to IV solution on each side, and it runs through the fat to clear it of debris. Really? Yeah, that's what it does. Holy cow. Talk about yeah. science, right? It's pretty it's, cool, actually. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a very gratifying procedure to do, but I'm really looking forward to looking at our results because that's what it's all about is making sure we're making a difference in someone's life. Interesting stuff. Great stuff, Dr. Cole. Appreciate it. Thank you. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after this. On ESPN Radio. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy. And the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. 
Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations, with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Uh, Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident. At work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly, our producer, Eric Ostrowski, and our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. This year, we have syndicated the show podcasts on a variety of platforms, including YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and many others. In addition, we have new apps for iOS and Android, plus a new segment-specific podcast player on the website, all available from the top menu tabs at our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. And, uh, Doc, boy, you know what? Um, I want to get into something, you know, typical strains, sprains, pains. You know, I've had a little shoulder tendonitis now, it seems, for months. Kind of comes and goes. But um, coming to see you, how do you treat something like that then? When it's, you know, you don't probably don't need surgery, right? Right. I mean, most of these are non-surgical problems. And this is where we make a lot of use uh, with first educating the patient. And then physical therapy is a big part of what we do day in and day out. And, um, you know, and, and physical therapy is not always just let me show you an exercise regimen and things like that, but it's often hands-on and there's a, a variety of new devices that uh, the therapists are trained to use and there's been some really innovative techniques that therapy can offer for things like chronic tendonitis and soft tissue pain that I think are sort of changing the landscape of where we are right now in the treatment. Let's bring on an expert from ATI. He is a regional director of hand and upper extremity in the Philadelphia region for ATI physical therapy and a certified hand therapist. Craig Bano is with us. And Craig... Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, therapeutic techniques for the prevention of strains, sprains, and pains. And uh, I'm learning a little bit about an instrument-assisted soft tissue mobilization, uh, also known as IASTM. Is it meant to replace therapists using their hands? No, and first of all, thank you for inviting me to be with you guys. I, I, it's a great honor. Um, but no, it's not meant to replace your hands. It's just another technique we can use to help use our hands better, if you will. So what it is, it's the use of special instrument or tools that nowadays are more commonly made out of a metal, usually surgical grade stainless steel or some type of plastic. Uh, and basically what you use these tools to identify some areas that are causing some of your pain, some of your dysfunction. So it's oddly enough that there is some belief that people say, oh, how's a piece of metal going to help me get better? I-, I want people's hands on me. Well, interestingly enough, as you use these instruments, as you're going over the tissue that may be injured. So for instance, in case of your shoulder tendonitis, if we go over some of the tendons that are within your shoulder, it may not feel smooth. It may not feel normal. It'll feel a little bumpy, almost like little road, like uh, you know, bumps in the road, and that gets amplified coming through the tool, like a stethoscope. So when doctors listen to your heart, that how it amplifies it, so you can hear it, and that helps me and other therapists identify, hey, this is a tissue we need to help fix. 
in order to help get them back to you know playing ball, you know, or playing tennis, or one of those kind of things. Is this I see, you know we we use the term uh, Graston techniques, and some of my patients will come in and they're like, I feel better, but they're sometimes even a little bit bruised or very sore there, but then they get rapidly better. Is this a, is this a type of Graston technique? Correct. So Graston would be the mainstream name that a lot of people know. So think of it like the Xerox copier versus just a copier. So people are like, oh, go to Xerox, make, make me a copy. So it was a name that first came out that people knew. As time has gone on, those tools still exist, and, and they, they still are, are there. They're still in the game. But now there's other tools, such as ASIM, SASTIM, HawkGrips. I mean, personally, I'm an instructor for HawkGrips, and I find their tools to be a great asset to my practice. But the bruising is not common. It happens. Uh, what we're looking for is to not incite that type of response. Like back in the day, like a way long time ago, people thought that bringing that blood up to the skin helped show circulation, helped healing. In reality, we don't need to do that. So we try to avoid that possible. So, you know, sometimes we get aggressive and sometimes that happens. Some people just don't, their skins are more sensitive. But in reality, soreness is expected, but not bruising. But yeah, it, it, there's many different names of it, but this is just the, if you will, like the overall name of it. But people know it as Graston. You know, you know what's interesting is if you, you've probably had massages before, it's mm-hmm. funny, I'll get a massage sometimes and the therapist will say, oh, I found this knot here and they will work on it for 20 minutes yeah. and I'm like hey I didn't know I had a knot there and I'm like why is that a problem you know it's like well you got you're all knotted up I'm like well why is it a problem and they find if these you knots. don't feel it right yeah and, and then they're just mashing on it and I'm you know basically exactly. writhing off the table I'm like I didn't have a problem that I <laughs> now before. I do, now right? I got knots yeah. so you, know, you mentioned that that you're making um, them worse <laughs> or just show me something I didn't know I had but you know to that point you're you mentioned that there you have sort of an increased sensitivity if you use these like the edge of something that's plastic or metal and you go over an area and then is the ob- objective if it's muscle, to sort of shut down that muscle, muscle hyperactivity? Is that kind of what it is? Correct, yeah. So, so they're, they're, the exact mechanism of what instrument-assisted uh, the technique does, it's not, there's research coming. You know, there's some out there, and there's more coming. I mean, we look at it in different ways. The one thing is it helps decrease the pain threshold. So as you have long-term pain or long-term dysfunction, your pain threshold is lower, meaning it's, it doesn't take as much to have pain. Uh, so it helps decrease that threshold so you don't have pain as readily or as often. Um, it also helps with, as far as we're talking about those, those spasms, that tightness. Some of that's from guarding. So when, when something hurts, your, your body automatically guards it. So it's, it tightens muscles to try to keep you from moving things. Because right. when you move, it hurts. When you don't, it doesn't. Some of those muscle spasms, when they stay there long enough, create what we call adhesion. So the, the fascial layers, if you will, so these thickened uh, or, or, or connective tissue that goes beyond, between muscles and organs and helps support things, kind of get glued to themselves. If they don't loosen, then the tissue loses that elasticity, so it doesn't stretch as well, it doesn't move as well. So um, by using these techniques, we can identify those situations. And in the case of a deep tissue massage, yeah, they're beating that thing up for 20 minutes. We look at that same spot. We might treat it for a minute and a half, 60 seconds, and that would be the treatment. We're getting the same effect as 20 minutes of someone digging their thumb in your shoulder. Our guest is Craig Bano. He is with ATI Physical Therapy, Regional Director of Hand and Upper Extremity in the uh, Philadelphia region for ATI and a certified hand therapist. I'm Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, alongside at Sports Medicine Weekly. Do you have to use uh, special tools uh, to, uh, or can you use the back of, like a butter knife, Craig? <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's the big uh, thing out there. So, you know, back in the day, there, I mean, there's a technique called gua sha that started centuries ago out in the, in the far, uh, far east areas uh, that got brought to the United States through immigrants. They used parts of bones, antlers, coins, lids off a mayonnaise jar, anything to get that scraping technique. 
Uh, basically, what they found is that when we use a specialized tool that has a certain bevel, a certain angle to it, it's more comfortable. You get better responses from it. People do use the back of butter knives or the handle of a fork or something along those lines or the back of a, a reflex hammer is what I hear a lot. And you're, you're kind of doing what you need to do, which is fine. You're getting some of that technique in. But some of the specialized tools that are out there are more meant to contour to your body better and treat better. So you give you different techniques, different edges they can treat with different sizes. So you can specifically treat the tissue that you're looking to treat in different ways versus kind of doing it, but not quite. It's kind of like you kind of cook the steak and you stuck in the oven for 40 minutes at 350 degrees. And then you go eat a piece of leather. It's kind of like you kind of did it, but not quite right. <laughs> good stuff. Craig Bano from ATI physical therapy. Good, good topic. We haven't uh, discussed that before. I was interested in, uh, learning uh, your take on it, Craig. So thanks so much for, uh, for being with us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, it's my pleasure. And I'm back with Dr. Brian Colin more after this on ESPN Radio. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograph designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait. Everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. That's all the time we have for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our board operator and producer, Felix Reyes, as well as David Cole for operating our website and doing our business side of Sports Medicine Weekly. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next Saturday at 8.30 for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on ESPN Radio. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. 